I am back. Welcome back, in case you couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. I'm glad that you told me. I wouldn't have known otherwise. (laughs) Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate-gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week, we discuss an episode of Stargate, beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing fine, too. Fabulous. Yeah. Still more tired than you'd think I should be, because I slept for like 10 hours. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. I went to bed early after we got home last night from our trek into New York City, because I was just so tired. Yeah. And then I slept until like nine. <laughs> oh, that's great. It was great. It's the most sleep I've gotten in a long time. And yet I'm still kind of <laughs> sleepy. Yeah, that happens. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing new has happened since I saw you yesterday. So what? That's <laughs> shocking to me. <laughs> no. That we just saw each other last night at like eight or nine and nothing's happened since then. <laughs> we did have a fun trip into the city to see Ben and Adam of... Greatest Trek and Greatest Generation. Yes, we redo did. their first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Reviewing Encounter at Farpoint. It was great. It was definitely fun times. Yes, indeed. Then we ate <laughs> an enormous amount of salad. Be it was so much salad. <laughs> For some 10 30 a.m. beer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I might as well. I haven't had breakfast, so I guess this will be my breakfast. There you go. You never know <laughs> when the beer goblin's going to strike. Right? Exactly. One of my favorite beers. It is Cold Pizza Pilsner, which you would hate um, by Black Hog, but I find mm. it delicious. <laughs> yeah. Pilsners. Yeah. So we eat enormous delicious. amounts of salad. Yeah. <laughs> and pizza. It was kind of a challenge because. The guy, the waiter, we all asked for a pizza and then we all wanted our own salads. And the waiter's like, these salads are enormous. Like he was judging us for ordering too much salad. And we're like, yeah, well, we'll show you, Mr. <laughs> skeptical Waiter Man. We're hungry and we like salad. <laughs> so they came out with our giant salads and we're like, we got to show him. We got to eat all our salads. <laughs> so we did. We cr- and the whole pizza. We crushed it. And then we all felt gross after. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Indeed. I agree. Very, worth very it. worth it. Yeah. And then the guy did eventually come back and he's like, wow, you did eat yourself. <laughs> like, I told you. <laughs> I was happy he acknowledged it. <laughs> I was too. Yes. Agree. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Right? Seriously. It's delicious. Delicious. You know who else is eating a bunch of food? Greens in particular that maybe they shouldn't be eating. <laughs> Who's that? Jack and Mayborn. What? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of food eating, but the eating of greens is central to the plot of this episode. <laughs> it is. And it took me a really long time to figure out what the hell was going on. Much longer than Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk about it a bit more later, but I think a lot of it didn't make a whole lot of Well, <laughs> it was a lot of stretches in logic and leaps in what they were asking us to find plausible and... We'll talk about that when we get there. What? (laughs) 
Yeah. What are we talking about today, Kathy? Today we're talking about Stargate SG-1 Season 6, Episode 15, Paradise Lost. Yes. And it starts off with what's basically a recap of Mayborn's greatest hits. <laughs> and how dysfunctional his relationship is with Jack. Yes. <laughs> so at the beginning, it is Colonel Mayborn, NID, looking all professional and respectable because we haven't met him yet so we just get him introduced and then we see the complications of the relationship that jack and mayborn have because jack wants to beat him no he doesn't want to beat him he wants to shoot him but then he trusted mayborn for some unknown reason but then mayborn (laughs) escaped and came back you rat bastard jack's gonna kick his ass or shoot him and recap (laughs) you really shouldn't trust mayborn (laughs) right as we will again see yes (laughs) in a bit and we see right away you can't trust Mayborn, not even at a barbecue that he wasn't invited to. <laughs> a barbecue of one. Jack's barbecuing on his deck. And we see someone take a hot dog off the grill. I had assumed it was Jack, but nope, yes, it was not. <laughs> it was not. It was Mayborn. Mayborn stole Jack's hot dog. That would be very angry making. I would not be happy. Yeah. I love hot dogs. <laughs> Kathy's opinions on hot dogs are bad. No, they're... She should feel bad. They're right. No. Nope. Hot dogs are gross. They're delicious. Disgusting. At least they weren't drinking Pilsner. I didn't see what kind of beer it was. <laughs> they were drinking Guinness, which seems oh. like a weird choice to be drinking with hot dogs. Yeah, that's not a hot dog beer. Also, I don't like Guinness, so... Guinness is fine. I don't know. It's... Yeah, well, it's fine. It's... <laughs> it's it not- tastes... <laughs> it's not bad. I'll drink it. It's just... It tastes a little bit more cardboardy to me than... Most other stouts. I like a stout. I just think Guinness is a very boring stout. Fair. If I were to eat a hot dog, I definitely wouldn't drink Guinness with it. Yeah. No, it'd be gross. A Pilsner would be what good, or at least an IPA if you're a Pilsner hater or something. But Guinness just seems like a weird choice. A stout with a hot dog is weird. (laughs) Yeah. But here we are. Yes. Jack's like, you're eating my hot dog. Do you want a beer to wash that down? And (laughs) Mayborn's like, I already took one. (laughs) Jack, of course, wants to know what Mayborn's doing there, given that Jack wants to shoot or beat him. And also, he's still wanted for treason. <laughs> Mayborn's like, no problem. He's there to be arrested because he has got some information and wants to share it with SGC and also go with them somewhere. Yes. He tells Jack he knows about what happened with Prometheus. The way that he described what happened on Prometheus, though, I thought was weird because it was like he was telling Jack and also us what happened as though we didn't all just see it. Yeah. Like two episodes ago or however long that was now. Yeah. I feel like it was a reminder for the audience, but then he could play it as trying to prove to Jack he knows what he's talking about. I guess. But again, it's not like he was just saying, I know what happened, but he was like explaining it (laughs) as though Jack wouldn't have known. The tone of his voice made it sound like he was trying to inform Jack of a thing that he didn't know already, but obviously he did. (laughs) Yeah. It was weird. The planet that they were going to go to on the X-303 was supposed to go to a planet with weapons galore. Clearly, that didn't happen because of all of the other shenanigans that were happening. I really hated that Mayborn was delivering all of his lines with his mouth full here. (laughs) It was pretty gross. I hated it. (laughs) 
Mayborn's like, actually, I have the gate address for that weapons cache, and I'm willing to give it to you. If you'll take me with you. Jack declines this offer. And Mayborn's like, well, fine. And so then he drops a piece of paper onto the still flaming grill. Jack's like, what's that? And Mayborn's like, it's the address to the planet that I'm talking about. So Jack reaches and grabs it off of there and puts out the fire it's on. Mayborn's like, it's too bad you can't use that without me anyway, because there's an impenetrable doorway protecting the weapons storage facility, and I'm the only one with a key, so neener, neener, neener. After credits, we're in the SGC briefing room. All of SG-1 are there with Hammond, talking about what just happened. Hammond agrees that it is doubtful the Pentagon is going to let Mayborn go anywhere off-world with anybody, but they're going to try to explore the planet, at least, even without Mayborn, just to see if there is, in fact, anything there. And if they do find anything worthwhile, then maybe they'll start to consider Mayborn's proposition. Maybe. That's that scene. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're on the planet. It's a kind of interesting looking shot of this giant mountaintop castle with a huge moon behind it and an ocean underneath. There's nobody there. This place is abandoned. They did find a huge device of some sort. And there's different types of writing around it with an ancient language that Jonas is not familiar with, but he does at least recognize it as being one of the ancient alliances. So like he, he recognizes the language, but he doesn't know what it says. He can't translate it without some extra help. And he says it's likely from the Furlings, which I think is the only one that we haven't met yet. I think so. Yeah. Because it was the Nox, the Asgard. I think there was one more the that ancients. we did end up meeting eventually. And then the Furlings. Yeah. Which Jack thinks must be cute, fuzzy little things yeah for reasons (laughs) which is yeah just because they sound cute and fuzzy which i thought was pretty great yeah so now i'm just picturing like giant lemmings (laughs) that's good or maybe something along the lines of the niblonians (laughs) when the universe was forged in the crucible of the big bang our mighty race was already 17 years old Uh that's good that's better because the only thing i can picture are ewoks (laughs) (laughs) That also works. (laughs) Although the Ewoks were not supposedly technologically advanced, so. Yeah. No, they're not technologically advanced. So yes, uh, the Niblonians would be a better. uh... (laughs) That did happen a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So, you know, who knows what could have happened since then. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, Jonas does manage to translate one thing that says only the righteous may pass, whatever that means. Sam gets some energy readings and takes a panel off of a wall and says that she's found a thing that's definitely something. (laughs) Jack asks if she can make it work. I thought to myself, of course she can because she's Sam. But then in the next scene, I was apparently wrong because she couldn't. (laughs) Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Although apparently not for a long while. So spoiler, I guess, Um, (laughs) for the episode we're talking about. (laughs) In the next scene, Jack zips through the gate to report. Although really, she doesn't ever actually get it working. She just figures out what it does. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) 
Jack. You should be sorry for me cutting you off. Yeah, you jerk. Now twice in a row. I'm such a jerk. <laughs> you are such a jerk. I'm pointing my finger at myself and saying, jerk. <laughs> Stop talking when I want to talk over you. No. Because <laughs> I'm a jerk, so I won't. You are a jerk. <laughs> anyway. Jerk face. <laughs> what? Jerk face. <laughs> in the SGC. Jerk face. Oh, my God. You're a monster. (laughs) I'll stop. In the SGC, Jack returns through the gate. He zips on through to let General Hammond know that Mayborn so far is not lying to them. They have a doorway and it may be a transporter, but she cannot get it to work without Mayborn. Why did Jack come back for this just instead of radioing? (laughs) I don't know. I guess maybe they wanted him to escort Mayborn. I guess. From the gate to the site. So he might as well yeah. escort him through the gate, I guess. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Mayborn in the next scene is in the SGC, handcuffed. They say hi again to each other. Hammond allows him to be unhandcuffed. Hammond's like, well, despite how terrible you are, sometimes you're helpful. <laughs> So President Bestie is letting you go along on this mission. Mayborn has brought with him the device they need to get through whatever doorway it is on the other planet. He opens up a case and it's, I don't know, just another device that looks like all the other devices of that size, sort of computer mouse sized and in that kind of shape. Indeed. It reminded me of the remote control that controls the fan in my bedroom. Ah, nice. Which is weird to me to have a remote control for a fan, but that's how it came with the house. So, Oh, it's like the ceiling fan? Yeah. Nice. None of mine have remote controls, but my floor fans do. I've never seen a ceiling fan with a remote control on it before. It's weird and not particularly convenient, but here we are. <laughs> Mayborn's like, hey, when do we go? And Jack's like, too bad, I'm going without you. And Mayborn then tells him, unfortunately, not only do they need this key he's got, but there's a combination that needs to be put in. And he's the only one who knows about it. He then tells Jack that this device was found over 80 years ago in Egypt in a pharaoh's tomb. And it was wrapped in a scroll with writing on it that no earth linguist could decipher he says he was reason recently able to get it translated though yeah, by who <laughs> good question which jack actually asks but yeah he never answers and yeah and i he also when he's responding and says that the information exists in only one place and he taps his head and i was like does that mean he killed the translator Oh, that's a good question. I hadn't even thought of that. I figured he just burned the scroll that had the information on it. But yeah, good question. Did he? I don't know. Who knows? Who was this mysterious person who could decipher this? And he said no earth linguist. So does that mean he was able to get somebody off world to decipher it while he was active with the NID? Did Adrian Conrad do it? Yeah, that's also possible. Or even like maybe one of the people on his team who maybe specialized in linguistics on the NID because like half his team ended up dying. So yeah, so maybe he killed somebody. Maybe maybe they just died. Yeah. Maybe he's making shit up because he's Mayborn. Also possible. (laughs) (laughs) All plausible. So they have no choice but to bring Mayborn with them. Yep. Then they're getting ready to go. 
Hammond and Jack are in the gate room talking about the fact that they're sure that Mayborn is still hiding something, but they have no idea what, and they unfortunately can't force him to admit anything as much as Jack would like to try. Mayborn comes in and is very excited because he's never actually gone through the gate before. He was only in charge of things from the Earth side and communicated with Gould technology, so he's never actually been through the gate and is super excited to give it a try. He's a he's a moment taker. He is a moment taker. And then they go through. They make their way back to the ruins where the rest of SG three quarters is hanging out. Jonas is having a look around, just seeing if he can find any more writing anywhere or information. He has still hasn't had any luck with translating anything extra because he needs his books back in his slash Daniel's old office. Mayborn pulls out the device thingy and heads over to the slots in the machine where it fits and then does a little bit of maneuvering and turning. It seems to be kind of like a uh, like a combination lock kind of thing. And some lights light up, but then nothing happens. Mayborn has a shocked look on his face and says it should have worked. And then when Sam comes over to help, he steals her zat and shoots her and then also shoots Jack and does one last maneuver on the little combination lock thingy. Some sort of Stargate type thing opens in the wall and he jumps through. Jack, who immediately woke up after being shot <laughs> somehow, Sam's still down for the count. She like groggily is looking at them, but is on the ground. Jack's fine. He recovers and jumps through as Mayborn is jumping through. <laughs> Made no sense. No. But, you know, as we've already discussed, the Zat gun effects last just as long as you need them to yep. <laughs> for whatever plot device you're trying to use it for. Jack and Mayborn land in a uh, lovely little field. Jack is quite angry and calls him <laughs> a rotten, no good for nothing something, son of a something. <laughs> Mayborn is trying to get his attention, but Jack is too busy being angry. But then finally he screams Jack's name and Jack looks around and is like, ah, look, sorry, you can't see me. I'm just looking around. I- can't (laughs) (laughs) and they're in a giant field that's it that's that scene yep it's got some dandelions in it it does look similar yeah dandelion dandelions yeah i like dandelions me too our lawn has no dandelions because the former owner used so many weed killers and chemical treatments on it Uh, And we are now working to undo that and planting all kinds of wildflowers and did the whole Nomo May thing, like I said. And we are definitely not putting any chemical treatments on it. I get some dandelions in the tiny bit of grass I have (laughs) in my my yard. We do have a surprising amount of clover, which the bunnies love. And it's cute. And then the dogs go out and chase the bunnies. (laughs) And they're delighted. Everyone's having a good time. The bunnies are fine, of course. The dogs are never going to catch the bunnies. We are not concerned about that. They're not fast enough or at all good at hunting. So have no worries for the bunnies. They are fine. They are fine. Just keep the dogs occupied. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I have a lot of weeds, though, because apparently the people who lived here before me didn't deal with weed stuff, and I Mm. don't deal with weeds very well. So they're out of control. But anyway, (laughs) that's neither here nor there. 
it was relevant to the scene with all the dandelions in it. Yeah. Yeah. Dandelion field. Yeah. I'm going to pretend my like five by five square foot of grass is now a dandelion field on a, yeah. on a planet somewhere. Do it. Yeah. Do it. And you can lay on it and pretend that Jack is trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Right. <laughs> Every person's fantasy. Yes. Yep. You can kill me anytime, Jack. <laughs> Murder me hard. <laughs> that definitely has to be the episode title. <laughs> Excellent. Yep. Yep. Back on whatever planet this is that SG three quarters has been left behind on, Sam is still unconscious when Jonas and Teal come back. Despite the fact that Jack is totally fine trying to kill Mayborn. Then back on the other planet with Jack and Mayborn, they realize that they are in an empty field. The zat that Mayborn had is gone, so they think maybe whatever gate that was takes weapons away. Although Jack still has his, so it probably has been set to not recognize primitive earth weapons, but just old weapons. So Mayborn's like, well, you shouldn't have followed me, but now I guess I'll just have to show you while we're here. Let's go. And he starts walking. And Jack has no real choice but to follow. Back on planet SG three quarters, Sam cannot figure out where they've gone, how to find them, how to get the thing working. She tells Jonas to go back to the SGC to ask Hammond to send a UAV so they can have a broader look at the planet in case they've been transported somewhere else on the planet, which is what they assume happens. Yeah. Yeah. Back with Jack and Mayborn, they're still arguing about their situation, kind of, as they walk to wherever it is Mayborn is taking them. Mayborn tells Jack he's not going back to Earth. He says that wherever they are and whoever they are that have made this doorway they've gone through, maybe they have a way to send Jack back, but he doesn't think anyone's supposed to leave and that's part of the deal. Jack is completely confused about what is going on. As are we all. Yes. But Mayborn says they are going to an alien utopia. It's supposed to be paradise. Why does he think that it would actually still be there? Because we've seen so many civilizations that have risen and fallen in way less time than the potentially thousands of years that it's been since that device was buried. It doesn't make any sense. No, they found it 80 years ago, but he said it was found in a pharaoh's tomb. So, yeah, who knows yeah. how long ago that it was that this civilization existed and that so many planets they've been to are abandoned. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. But Mayborn seems hopeful that these people, whoever they were, are still there and living their utopian life. Mm-hmm. The scroll in the stone that they found in Egypt were an invitation to visit this utopia. Jack's like, this doesn't have anything to do with the weapons that Simmons wanted. And Mayborn's <laughs> like, nope, that was all a lie so I could get here. Then Jack's like, cool. Mad that <laughs> Mayborn lied to him again. But right. what else did they expect? Why? Right, exactly. <laughs> Why would you expect anything less at this point? And Mayborn's like, well, no one would have let me through the gate otherwise. <laughs> and Jack's like, is this worth it? And Mayborn, though, apparently has fallen on bad times in his hiding out on earth 
People are closing in on him. He's had to hide in some terrible places. He doesn't even have money because apparently he never got the money for selling the symbiote to Adrian which Conrad, is, which was yeah, dumb. That's weird because they talked about the money being transferred. So why yeah. didn't he wasn't he able to get it? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. But and then he also mentioned do something good and it turned into a disaster. What good thing yeah. did he do in trying to sell a symbiote? I don't know. Maybe he deluded himself into thinking that Adrian Conrad really was looking for a way to uh, use the symbiote to s- just cure him and not become a ghoul that yeah. then does terrible things. But True, that's fair. I he wasn't actually aiming to become a ghoul. True. He was just trying to cure himself. Maybe he thought that like a cure for other diseases could be yeah. brought about from it. Who yeah. knows? Long story short on this one is that Mayborn is ready to retire to paradise. He doesn't want to do any more running and hiding. Why does Mayborn think he knows where he's going? They're just wandering through the woods with no map. I don't know. I mean, maybe that scroll had detailed directions on it. Maybe. (laughs) But how much time did he have to spend memorizing it? How much information is this? I hope he has a better memory than I do. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So weird. It really is. Back in the gate room, they are ready to launch a UAV. So that they can search the planet for Jack. Sam and Tilk come through and still say that they have gotten no word from Jack or Mayborn. And it's been over two hours since they've been missing now. Sam is feeling very bad about the whole situation. She's blaming herself for letting Colonel Mayborn take her weapon from her and feels responsible for the situation. Hammond's like, eh, don't worry about that. Let's just find them first. Back on wherever it is with Jack and Mayborn. They're continuing to wander aimlessly. And then all of a sudden, shocker of shockers, they come upon a completely abandoned village. (laughs) Which somehow, despite however long it's been since it's been abandoned, which has clearly been a very long time, still has a bunch of wooden structures standing, even though it's sitting on what seems to be a fluvial plain between multiple rivers meetings <laughs> so how that's possible who knows you'd think that either this stuff would have been swept away or buried over time the wood the wood should be rotted away but nope it's still here mostly intact but it is clearly abandoned there is some weird circular thing on the ground that i guess is kind of like a book it's got some sheafs of paper in it with drawings on them Jack takes a brief look at it, but then throws it aside, and they find a bunch of skeletons lying around as they continue to search the site. Yay. (laughs) Not quite what Mayborn was expecting. Meanwhile, back with the SGC team on the planet, Dr. Lee has joined them there. He is telling Sam the bad news that she already knows, that the technology is not like anything they've come across, and they have no way to do anything with it because they have no frame of reference. Sam has, I need to find Jack crankiness, and she's like, I'm working on it, and you should be too. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Teal'c is in the background meditating, (laughs) Kelnareeming. Yeah, he's only got three candles, though. Yeah. He traveled light this time. Apparently. But it was still kind of weird to me that he was like right there. Like, how can you really meditate when you've got a bunch of people? (laughs) Well, not a bunch of people, but got angry Sam yelling at people. (laughs) I mean, he's like meta 
Metagarding? Metagarding? <laughs> also, he is way more skilled at meditation than I am. I'd be distracted, but oh, he's got sure. way more skills <laughs> on the mental control yeah. than me. <laughs> so they've got a lot of people working on this. They do. Except for Tilk. Except for Tilk. <laughs> but he's kind of eyeing things yeah. from his Kelnorim corner. Back with Jack and Mayborn. Mayborn asks Jack if he's going to kill him. Jack says he's going to sleep on it. <laughs> They're just hanging out by a lake. Just sitting. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> we do get a cool transition from the sun setting over the lake and then it fades immediately into night with a giant moon rising in the background. Or what we assume is a moon. Yeah. Then we get a montage kind of scene with some weird Oddly ominous music for how uneventful the montage is as Jack just kind of is walking around and exploring the fields and waterfalls and woods and stuff. And then he comes back to the campsite. And that's it. So I guess they had like 30 seconds to kill or something. <laughs> and they're like, let's put in a montage. Yeah. Weird music. Jack doesn't think they're walking out of there. He can't find any way out or any way to get any place useful. So they're just going to have to hang out until they get rescued, assuming that they get rescued. Mayborn's not very optimistic about that, though, since this place is supposed to be secret and the doorway system was designed to keep it that way, keep it from being findable by anybody. Jack mentions their need for drinkable water and food, and Mayborn's like, I've just been drinking the lake water straight up. That's really stupid, but <laughs> it doesn't seem any worse for wear, as Mayborn himself points out. Jack's like, well, it's still early. Back at the ruins, Sam had the UAV do its scouting. There we go. Yes. <laughs> They've also, in the meantime, contacted the Tokrof for assistance to see if they can even check a wider range of the planet with a ship. However, they're not sure when the Tokra will actually have a ship available for that. The scientists in the background are packing things up. Tilk says they've completed their analyses, and Sam's like, what the fuck? I don't see a Colonel O'Neill, do you? Did you guys find him while I was gone? Dr. Lee, though, is like, we've been here a week, so some time has passed. And we could spend all our lives trying to figure out how this works, and I don't think we will ever do it. He doesn't think that even if he could snap his fingers and turn it on, he'd be able to determine where it sent Colonel O'Neill. <laughs> and that the targeting data is the artifact that Mayborn took with them. Sam's like, I didn't say we're done here. Dr. Lee's like, I'm sorry. I'm not in the military, so I'm going to submit a report to General Hammond. And if he wants to continue this project, then I'll come back. But... Not until then. Bye. Sam came across kind of like a petulant child here when she's like stamping her foot essentially and is like, I'm in charge. I say when we're done here. And I didn't like it. I know. Well, her honey's missing. Like, I get she's upset, but it also did make me wonder what exactly is the power dynamic between the two? Because Lee isn't military. Yeah. So she can't technically outrank him. Does she actually have any authority over him? I don't. Think we don't really ever get that answer. No, we've seen, you know, interactions before between the military yeah. and the non Daniel Jackson scientists. Right. And it seems like they're supposed to, like, at least as far as uh, 
safety concerns at least are supposed mm. to adhere to what the military says but it doesn't true they don't really say based on where the science takes them what they're supposed to do yeah because like she's not really a boss over jonas jonas would defer to her yeah probably just based off of what we've seen and like who he is but she's not really his boss or anything like that so yeah. i don't know that she would necessarily be lee's boss either right yeah and mm. she certainly wasn't a boss over daniel no nobody's boss of daniel <laughs> right especially not now <laughs> that's true back on whatever planet mayborn and jack are on jack is trying to do some fishing they're talking about how well they slept they did not sleep well and mayborn keeps hearing stuff noises it's quiet but not quiet because he's just hearing all the nighttime sounds which to him felt deafening as he was trying to fall asleep mayborn is eating some sort of plant randomly complaining that it tastes like arugula and he hates arugula i thought that was just so random it is random. <laughs> also, arugula is tasty, yeah. so you're wrong, Mayborn. Where did he get this plant, and why is he just eating it? That's what I was wondering, too. <laughs> why did they assume that this one plant is safe to eat? Like, they don't know anything about this plant. How do they know that that one plant is safe to eat? Why did they choose that one plant versus whatever other plants That's are around? But so it seems... I got the impression that Jack gave it to Mayborn, telling him that it was okay to eat. Huh, okay. Because he says, Jack, I can't live on this stuff. It tastes like arugula, which made me think that Jack gave it to him and was like, you know, we can at least eat this until I can get some fish or whatever, was my impression. Okay. And the only thing I can think is later when we get a closer look of what was in that kind of artifact-like book, there is a picture of a plant mm. or what looks like it might potentially by a stretch of the imagination be a picture of a plant. And so all I can guess is that maybe Jack got it by that picture. But <laughs> the picture doesn't actually even look like this plant that they're eating. So, And also what if the picture was, uh, don't eat this? Yeah, also that. So <laughs> exactly. It was weird. Yeah. It was very weird. It was one of the issues I had with this episode, them assuming that this one plant makes up the main portion of their diet for the next however long they're here. And it makes no real yeah. sense why they chose that one plant. In any case, though, they do at least get some fish because Jack's fishing might not be working, but Mayborn has an explosive <laughs> in his pocket that he throws into the lake. And the compressive waves going through the water makes a whole bunch of fish rise up to the surface dead. <laughs> he starts throwing them back at Jack on shore <laughs> after wading in to catch them all. Later on, Jack tells Mayborn, don't do that again. <laughs> Mayborn is still stuck on the noise he's hearing. He thinks last night he actually heard someone running around and he spent some time looking around trying to find this person. Jack's like, yeah, it's just animals or you're crazy. He's definitely starting to come across as being a little bit paranoid here. Yeah. Which made me suspicious. All right, what's going on on this planet that's making Mayborn act extra weird? I thought Mayborn maybe just can't spend any time alone. Can't yeah, or maybe, yeah, maybe or maybe he's never gone camping before. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Mayborn says he's beginning to wonder if some of the Utopians might still be alive, despite any evidence to that. Or maybe he says they're there in another way. <laughs> Jack is skeptical, but Mayborn's like, you've seen weird things. Other planes of existence. This is an alien planet. Mayborn wants Jack to give him a gun to protect himself. Why would he do that? 
when the last time that Mayborn had a weapon, he shot everybody. <laughs> Mayborn's like, but you have two. I just want to protect myself. <laughs> Jack's like, I wondered why they didn't start sleeping together or why they weren't sleeping together to begin with, just in case. Like, yeah. That would have made more sense if Mayborn was really that concerned, maybe just sleep in the same area so that Jack can keep his weapons without giving one to Mayborn, but Mayborn (laughs) would feel safer. But that's not a thing that they decide to do. No. Mayborn continues on his sort of unhinged ranting about, you wouldn't care if I died. Some alien could come in and attack me in the middle of the night and haul me out while you're sleeping. You wouldn't even notice. Jack is like, we're the only ones here and... The only thing you need to be afraid of is me. (laughs) (laughs) Which we do find out that there's at least boars on this planet later. Yeah. And boars are horribly dangerous. For sure. Jack is actually wrong in that assumption that the only thing that he has to worry about. Yeah. Is Jack. Yeah. And it's like it's clear that Mayborn is a little off here. But Jack isn't really responding to that no he's not taking it seriously at all jack takes it seriously enough to sneak off and hide his extra ammunition yeah i don't think he's taking mayborn's concerns seriously but he's taking mayborn's fear and irrationality seriously he looks around and doesn't see anybody but we get jack vision or not jack vision but somebody's watching jack yeah presumably i'm assuming mayborn but it could be anybody (gasps) back in the sgc sg three quarters has returned and they are in the briefing room having a talk sam wants to put a satellite around the planet to try to find jack's tracking device hammond thinks that that would be a bad idea because it would be very expensive sam is incensed that hammond would put any kind of monetary value on jack's life and hammond's like that's not what i'm doing but before they can really finish this argument harriman who for whatever reason this transcript has gone back to calling davis says there's an unscheduled off-world activation so they're going to continue their chat later and they go to see what is going on and it is jolin of the tokra making a radio call through telling them that he received their message about jack Sam asks if they have a ship capable of scanning the planet. He's like, not only that, but I've already scanned the planet and there's no signs of life there. Nobody home. Jolin out. Back on the planet at some point. (laughs) Jack wakes up to find his P90 is gone. He does still have his 9mm, though. He wanders around the camp. He doesn't find Mayborn in his sleeping area. He wanders over to his ammo and finds also that is gone. Inconvenient. Yeah. He then heads on over to that book-ish round thing that he had seen before. And he's starting to look through it, basically. Kind Mm -hmm. of figuring out what it is. And it looks like part of it is a map of their area. So he starts marking where the skeletons are. So I had also assumed that he was making a map of where the skeletons are. But then when they showed the actual paper that he was making marks on, it wasn't the map page. It was the page that had the weird what could have been a plant-like image on it. Well. And it seemed like he was making maybe tallies instead of a map, which makes even less sense. It would have made more sense if he was making a map. 
Well, maybe he thought he was making a map on the map page, but since he mm. was chewing on the same leaves that Mayborn was, and then yep. we get a sudden music and color shift. Yes. And a Jack leaning on the table, clearly not feeling well yeah. uh, scene. He's uh, maybe tripping a little and doesn't know what he's doing. True. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> yeah, so most of this... Up until this point, the colors have been very, like, warm and outdoorsy. Yeah. And then it suddenly becomes a little bluer. Yeah, much it's much bluer. more muted and yeah. uh, high contrast. And trippier even yeah. a little bit. Um, I had initially thought for, like, the first not insignificant portion of this that we were just seeing from someone else's viewpoint watching him invisibly. Because, yeah. like, he clearly didn't see the camera or wasn't reacting to the perspective of the camera. So I was like, all right, well, some invisible thing is watching him. It took me a really long time to realize that this was because he was high. Yeah, no, I had no idea at this point. But that is, looking back, what is going on. He hears something, so he grabs his gun and is running around, and he runs far enough through the water to find a whole other village, also abandoned, with skeletons. Mm -hmm. He finds one of the skeletons has a knife in it. Yes. So somebody got violently killed. Not only that, though, there's a tiny hagfish skeleton with the human skeleton. <laughs> there sure is. That can't be good. With its head stuck up in the yeah. brain. Abdurator foramen, if anyone cares. I thought it was funny, though, that he like actually had to like pull it the rest of the way out of the skull. Yeah. It was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. In the SGC, Sam is sitting alone in a dark locker room looking sad. Tilk comes in. Sam chastises him for being in the women's locker room. And Tilk's like, well, you have clothes on and you're the only one here. So <laughs> so he comes in and they just have a brief chat. Sam is very upset. She hasn't given up hope yet, but it feels like they just lost Daniel. And now she can't really bear the thought of also losing Jack. And Tilk leans over and gives her a big hug. And I bet that Tilk gives really great hugs, especially with the giant muscly arms that he's showing off yeah. in his sleeveless shirt that he's currently wearing. Aww. Yeah. Back on the planet, Jack is wandering around. Everything is still in those weird muted colors. He hears a click. And then we see a grenade, close up of a grenade. Jack knows that that click is bad. So he dives to the ground and... The grenade goes off. He's hit by some shrapnel in his leg. And then a boar comes out of nowhere. He shoots at it. And there's a shouting sound, which I first thought was coming from the boar, which was like, (laughs) what the hell does the boar scream like a human? (laughs) That's creepy. But no, it was apparently Mayborn hiding somewhere. (laughs) And Jack shot him by mistake. (laughs) But now, of course, Mayborn is sure that Jack is trying to kill him on purpose, even though Jack tries to argue, I didn't even know you were there because as far as Jack knew, he was alone in the woods. <laughs> Jack also points out that what the hell are you doing trying to hunt a boar with a grenade because now I've got shrapnel in my leg. But before Jack can force Mayborn to come back to camp with him, Mayborn runs off. And even though Jack yells after him saying he found something, also stop eating the plant because it's messing with your head. Harry Mayborn is already too far out to either hear or just not bothering to listen to Jack. Elsewhere, Jack pulls the shrapnel from his leg. Yeah. It's not looking too great. Nope. 
That's right near the femoral artery, but thankfully it seems to have missed it because yeah. he's probably would have been dead by now if mm. it had. At the SGC, Jonas goes to visit Sam and Tilk, who are looking at a computer. He tells them him and says he's considering new SG-1 leaders, including Sam. And she's like, yeah, we already know that. I was so angry here, though, that Hammond was even considering anyone other than Sam to yes. take over as the new leader. What the fuck? <laughs> Maybe I know he's about- argued before that they can't have a major heading up SG-1, even though there are majors heading up other units. So first of all, that logic that they can't have a major leading this team is bad if they have majors leading other teams. But also just promote her then. Maybe the scientists complained about her and they're like, oh, she can't even control her scientists. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe Hammond was still pissy that she let Mayborn steal her zat, even though he didn't actually admit that to being pissy about it before. I don't know. But I was mad on her behalf. Yeah. That it wasn't just a given that she would be the new leader. Sam asks Jonas if he's got anything and he says he found some photos of the device Mayborn had. Where the hell did he get these from? I don't know what their resources are, but if it was found 40 years ago somewhere, maybe somebody had a photo of it in some archive. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I forgot that it wasn't just gotten by Mayborn's NID team, in which case I would be sure there would be no documentation. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think they said it was 80 years ago, but you know, oh, still whatever, before, yeah. before Mayborn's team would have had their hands on anything. He says that the scroll is hard to read in the photos and he thinks the markings on the stone itself are decoration. Meanwhile, Sam and Tilk have been looking at the computer to, I guess they're looking at footage that Jonas was taking because again, the only time we see people take video footage is when we actually need it. Right. Chekhov's video footage. (laughs) Sam sees something on the tape and it's the moon. She's like... This device isn't a wormhole thing, so it's not sending you across the galaxy. So we thought it would be somewhere on the planet, but maybe they've been sent to the moon. (gasps) Actually, it's a moon. It's a moon. She looks at the device, I think, the image of the device, and is Mm -hmm. like, there's a big circle and a little circle and a line between them. (laughs) Obviously, that means it sent them to the moon. Duh. That was such a frustrating, <laughs> nonsensical leap in logic because circles are such just a basic decorative shape. Yes. <laughs> but of course, we all know it's going to turn out she's right. So <laughs> I was annoyed, though. <laughs> Back on what we now know is not a planet. It's a moon. Jack is having a bit of a rest when he hears some noises. And at first, I thought that he was just being paranoid. But then the colors are back to normal. So I guess he's not tripping anymore turns out mayborn's there mayborn is still clearly very out of it he's got like mud or black paint or something on his face trying to make himself camouflaged he's hiding behind some wall or some remnant of a wall jack shouts to him about how the gold couldn't bring weapons through so they brought a plant that was a drug instead and maybe it was an experiment and it was supposed to get all the people to serve them, but it backfired and everyone killed each other because of the plant. How the hell did he figure all of that out? <laughs> that made no sense that he just assumed that the plant that they've been eating must have actually been brought by the Guawuld as some sort of a weapon. Just... That is another huge leap in logic yeah. that makes no sense. <laughs> and again, all I'm thinking is that maybe he figured that this plant was some sort of important thing based on that drawing that didn't actually look like this plant. Maybe. And then I was actually wondering, like, maybe when he was mapping out where all the bodies were, was he looking to see if that plant was 
where all the bodies oh. were. But it, I went back and actually rewatched that scene, and no, that plant was not present where <laughs> okay. all the bodies were. Like one of the bodies was found in water, That's and then true. one of them was like inside a house. One of them was in a field surrounded by grass. So that plant wasn't anywhere near the bodies. So that's not how we figured it out. I don't know how he got this. <laughs> but he did. And apparently we're supposed to just accept it as truth. Yep. <laughs> yep. So he goes on to say that Mayborn is paranoid and the plant is messing with his head. Jack's not trying to kill him, but Mayborn is still high as fuck. So he tries shooting Jack and then throws a grenade. <laughs> Does not manage to get Jack because Jack, of course, can outrun all of that despite the shrapnel in his leg. <laughs> <laughs> he manages to get around behind Mayborn with his gun drawn and warns Mayborn that if he doesn't drop the P90, he will shoot him. Mayborn turns to fire, so Jack does, in fact, shoot him. <laughs> I liked in this, when he's holding the gun at Mayborn, there's some really good close-up shots of Jack's face. Yeah. Um, they weren't funny or anything. They're just really good shots and a close up of like him holding the gun and his dirty fingers. And like, it was, yeah. I just liked it a lot. The close up of his finger on the trigger yeah. really, I think, was not meant to just show bad gun discipline, which we know Jack would not have, but you know, sometimes actors do. But the close up of his finger on the trigger was, I think, probably supposed to indicate that he was really serious about it. Because he starts yeah. to pull the trigger before Mayborn even turns and then finishes pulling as Mayborn turns. <laughs> but you're right. It was a good it was a good yeah. close-up yeah. shots of Jack. At some point later, Mayborn is still kind of... He had just been laying around and he wakes up. He's off the plant now because he's like, yeah. oh, some retirement this turned out to be. Yeah. We did actually get a quick... Uh, before that happened, we did get a quick scene of Jack from presumably Mayborn's perspective, Jack looking down saying, you're losing a lot of blood, but I'm going to help you, basically. <laughs> Jack also cleaned off Mayborn's face. Mm -hmm. Mayborn's apparently been unconscious for like a day or so. Mayborn's like, well, I screwed up, huh? And Jack's, Jack tells him, Jack's being very gracious here. He's like, he it's not really your is, fault. Yeah. The people Isn't here, it? Yeah. It <laughs> Isn't it all his fault? It's all his fault. Yeah. He's like, well, none of the people here could stop themselves either. But they shouldn't even be here to begin with because Mayborn tricked him into getting here. Yes, which Mayborn then goes ahead to say, <laughs> Jack calls him a very bad boy. True. Jack tells him not to die on him because they're about to get rescued and then we see a ship fly over them. Mayborn's like, I'd rather die here than spend the rest of my life in jail. And Jack's like, you've suffered enough. I got to shoot you. So I'm going to let the Tok'ra take you to a nice planet where you'll never be bothered. Just ignoring the fact that Mayborn shot Sam and him to try to get here in yeah. the first place and yeah. lied about the whole premise of why he is even here. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Oddly sudden ending. Yeah. Did you like the episode? I actually did. Like, there's a lot of logic leaps that are ridiculous. And whatever Banana's decision, this is Jack as the, at the end to decide to be like, oh, cool, Mayborn, you can just go live your life somewhere without suffering any consequences. Yeah. Does Jack get to decide that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Tok'ra run by things that Jack tells him to Hammond, so. <laughs> True. Yeah, maybe he just will tell the Tok'ra if that was a Tok'ra ship, presumably. Yeah, unless it's Jacob, because I feel like Jacob would side-eye this, but yeah. maybe Jacob's yeah. busy. I would guess that it was probably Jolin's, Jolin, yeah. Jolin, Jolin, whatever, it's still in the area. 
Yeah. So probably not Jacob. But despite this, I like this because I really like <laughs> watching Mayborn and O'Neill interact. Even, and I enjoyed Mayborn's like tripping out and excessive <laughs> use of grenades. There were some good explosions. Yeah. So it really comes down to, for me, the two of them interacting was a lot of fun um, to watch, basically. And that's why I like it. Fair. <laughs> Despite its flaws. <laughs> what about you? I don't know. It was kind of mediocre for me. I didn't dislike it, but the, all of the random leaps in logic and like the various conclusions that they came to for various reasons with seemingly no evidence, like Sam's just assuming it must be the planet and the moon being depicted on the thing and Jack coming up with that whole backstory of this plant and the one plant that they were eating to survive just happened to be the one plant that the Gwold brought and like why were they eating that plant to begin with how did he know the Gwold brought it there and that it wasn't just naturally found there just it was just weird yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> i found it to be too implausible and that kind of took me out of the episode a lot because the conclusions they were coming to made no sense there like, we saw no evidence of why they would be believing the things that they're like, well, this must be true. <laughs> like, at first I was like, well, maybe Jack was making a map of where all the dead bodies were and noticed that that plant was where all the dead bodies were to help him come to that conclusion. But no, because the close-up of him making the marks wasn't on the map. It was on a different page. <laughs> and then, like I said, I went back to see if all of the bodies were found near the plant, but they weren't. So I was like, well, I don't know where the fuck he got that from then. It was just weird. It was a weird episode. So yeah, Fair. didn't particularly, I didn't dislike it. It was, but I didn't really like it either. It was just strange. That's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? Next is Metamorphosis, which I know is the name. And that is season six, episode 16. SG-1 discovers that Nirti, oh, I like Nirti. In an attempt to create the perfect human host is mutating the inhabitants of an unexplored planet with a machine that rearranges their DNA. Captured in an attempt to stop her, O'Neill must find a way to escape before he and SG-1 are subjected to the same fate. Ooh. Sounds like it could either be very interesting or very bad science. <laughs> that makes me angry. It could kind of go either way. Fair. <laughs> we'll see what happens, yeah. I guess. According to the TVDB, SG-1 attempts to save a planet's inhabitants from Nirti's genetic experimentation, but find themselves to be her next victims. So pretty okay, much the same. Pretty much the same, yeah. More condensed. I don't remember this at all. I don't think I do either. No. I like how this season we're kind of taking like a trip through all of the greatest hits of characters that right? have shown up yeah, in the show. Yeah, that's a good call. It is. Yeah. I was wondering if we would see Nirti again. Because they've often made mention of her. Indeed. And I mean, I don't know, maybe she's not actually going to show up, but it sounds like she'll feature prominently in this instead of like, you know, past episodes where they've like, maybe it's near to you. Nah, not near to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Please, if you have not done so, subscribe to our podcast. Please review it if you would be so kind. Let everybody you know that loves podcasts and Stargate to listen to our podcast about Stargate. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can do so by email at stargatesing at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, stargatesing.space. You can also visit us at our social media places, which are Mastodon, 
which is at stargazing at mastodon.world, and Instagram, which is at stargazing. And if you are feeling generous and enjoy a little bit of bonus content here and there, please head on over to patreon.com slash stargazing and uh, give us some money. Yeah. Also helps keep the show going. It sure does. Yes. This show is not free for us to make. Indeed. And we appreciate your financial help to keep it going. Yes. Um, and those of you who have already done that, thank you, thank you so much. Yes. We love our patrons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. I'm Kathy. I'm Mary. And you've been listening to Stargazing. The end. The end. All right. I'm going to submit a report to Dr. Ham Dr. Hammond. Oh my god. <laughs>